Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. You're here on Well, Well, Well with Jacinta and Jack, and we are now joined by Alex James from Scarlet Alliance. Welcome to the show. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and the work that you do there at Scarlet Alliance? Oh, so so happy to be here. My name's Alex James. Uh, I'm the policy coordinator for the Red Book Online, which is Scarlet Alliance's online sexual health resource uh, for sex workers by sex workers. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, Scarlet Alliance is the peak national body for sex worker uh, advocacy in Australia. Beautiful. Uh, and used uh, they she pronouns. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. And. Uh, I wanted to start with asking, what is the Red Book Online? What's that all about? So the Red Book Online, like I just gave a little tagline, uh, the Red Book Online is a sexual health resource for sex workers, by sex workers. It's peer-based, evidence-based sexual health information that really caters to the unique needs of sex workers. I'll get into that a bit later, but we don't necessarily have the same uh, risk profiles and uh, yeah, we just need different information to the general population. So it started as a physical book in the late nineties. Those are legacy pieces and I would give my right arm for one, (laughs) but it was updated through the early two thousands due to a lack of funding and sort of moving everything online. I think in the early 2010s, it was put on a website sort of just in its basic form from the book. Uh, There was a couple of updates over the years, but there hasn't really been funding to do a fundamental rebuild uh, until last year when I was brought on board uh, to just start from the ground up, which has been an amazing process. Well, I mean, that uh, I I suppose that resource that you were working on, is it fair to say that would be WorkBag? or is that yeah, a different is, is resource? Is Workbag part of the Red Book Online? So Workbag is a is a fun side project that is also ah. massive. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty big. <laughs> so Workbag is part of a side project we have called Clapback. There's also a second resource that's much smaller and uh, concise about called Clapback. And it's in response to the um, slight increase in uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea transmissions among sex workers. Uh, which is in line sort of with the general population as well. But we want to try and innovate in that space to nip it in the bud. (laughs) Uh, So this is a side project uh, that was, I think I say in my abstract, was meant to be a poster because, you know, health people love posters. Uh, And very quickly we realised that this was going to be a bigger, we were going to need a... 
I should watch movies more. I don't know how that line ends, but it it was it became a much bigger job than we expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, because it ended up becoming is it a forty page scene in total? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and so you mentioned there about your abstract. So you did submit an abstract to present at the LGBTQ plus women's health conference here in Melbourne in October. Uh, and the presentation that you've put forward is unpacking the work bag using a parts and practices approach to sexual health promotion for sex workers. So obviously the work bag is quite a large project um, and has grown uh, as it's developed. Have you, I guess, how how do you um, capture what it what it's about for people who haven't heard about it before or when sex workers find out about it what what is the reaction like so the work bag is basically a sexual health resource that breaks down sti risk and prevention measures by transmission method and to the best of my very extensive research uh, a comprehensive version like this hasn't been done before maybe it's somewhere not that I could find. So rather than having to know an STI to find information about it and find ways to protect yourself, you can look up a body part and a body part uh, and you can see what risks there are when those two body parts come together and how to make it safer to bring those body parts together. <laughs> uh, and it's, I'm something, it's something I'm really proud of. And, yeah, I think it's a really great uh, inclusive way to approach sex ed and sexual health in general because we all have parts. So the only thing sex workers have in common is that we do sex work. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, there's an entire spectrum from survival sex workers to the bougie uh, high-end quote-unquote escorts who write memoirs and do Daily Mail articles. Uh-huh. Yeah. And all of it is valid. <laughs> but exactly. trying to create resources that cater to the unique needs of sex workers and also are appropriate for such a wide spectrum of uh experiences is is a fun challenge. Well, you were talking a little bit about um the Red Book, which has uh I, I guess a little bit more um, history, like it's a legacy, a resource, I think you, you kind of called it earlier. Um, how did, how was the work bag created? Um, obviously that, that need was there um, for more accessible, inclusive um, health promotion, but uh, how did you land on what originally seemed to be something of a humble poster and ended up uh, as a 40 page zine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do things by halves. So we do a lot of community consults on the Red Book and in, with Scarlet Alliance in general, sex worker advocacy is very, very fiercely based in peer work and uh, community work because sex workers know that you kind of have to do sex work to really get it. You can be the most amazing ally in the world, but like a lot of very, very specific lived experiences, if you haven't done it, you don't know. And so consultation is a huge part of our work and going through past surveys and uh past consultations it became this has always been requested something that did services rather than stis and when i started this i was like i said i didn't know why anyone hadn't done it before because it seems like such a great idea the data organization 
required <laughs> to uh, present this was incredible in terms of basically there's three groups of data we had to present and you can kind of do two groups of data on a poster and have it be legible. As soon as we had to bring in that third one, we were going to have to use weird keys and refer to other tables and that kind of thing. And especially one, we want to use accessible language as much as we can anyway in English, but we also translate all of our resources uh, as much as we can into simplified Chinese, Korean and Thai. Uh, we're very excited in this latest print run. We've also added a Vietnamese translation. So <laughs> trying to have that already complicated English resource translate into multiple other languages meant that A3 just wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> and that's how we ended up with Workbag, which we call it a choose. We call it a choose your own adventure approach to sexual health. So there's a bunch of different ways you can navigate it, and you don't have to read it back to front. For you don't have to read it front to back, but you, you can if you want. But you, you can jump around and flip through. There's visual uh, ways to navigate. There's like a table of contents in the back. There's a quick reference table if you just want to do that kind of thing. It really just, the zine ended up being the most appropriate way to present what ended up being quite complex information. Yeah, I, I like that, um, that how you said choose your own adventure because there are pages in the zine that say go to page 28 for info about butt stuff <laughs> or like, you know, it, because it is so complicated and the, um, like we said, parts and practices uh, can be relevant to people in so many different ways and in very like overcrossing ways. You kind of need that back and forth jumping through and it's it's such a beautiful resource to flip through as well. It, it makes it a really um a really nice experience. Uh I mean for for myself as someone who's not a sex worker looking through it um when I was looking at your abstract I was like this is gorgeous <laughs> um, and looks like it is so um, so relevant and, um, you know, interesting. It, it's not just a list of STIs and what to do to prevent them. It's uh, very much involving, um, you know, a lot of cultural and, like, community-relevant info and imagery, um, which I also actually I wanted to ask about the importance of including particular imagery and symbolism in the work bag, um, you know, like the red umbrella, the pleaser heels, the cutout cartoons and diagrams. Like what was the process behind choosing that part of the of the zine and of the work bag? So we worked with a really amazing sex worker designer. Anytime we bring in external people, we try to the best of our abilities Uh and what's logistically possible to work with other sex workers. And the person we brought on board really went above and beyond. It was amazing, especially once we asked them to also do it in three other languages. So for it's an audio medium. For people who can't see, it's a beautiful zine, uh, very much drawing on a lot of inspiration from the sex worker zines of the 90s and early 2000s. It's a lot of, like, collage stuff. We don't have pictures of genitals as much as we have pictures of hot dogs, pictures of yeah. eggplants, pictures of, <laughs> we have like fisting gloves and massage tables, but we don't need to be graphic. Sex workers know what a penis looks like. 
Yeah. <laughs> and to make it fun and engaging. And I think humor goes a long way in health promotion, especially when this is our jobs and it stops it feeling too parental and paternal. Basically, our brief whenever we do anything is it has to not look like a New South Wales health resource. <laughs> we got that as feedback on a, a survey at our website, and it sort of became the driving, yeah, the driving source. Um, and because so much of our stuff is community led, the imagery and visual language is such a huge part of that, because it needs to show that it isn't coming from a place of do this, you dirty whores. <laughs> it needs to show that we get it. Um, and I think we found a really nice balance of on the nose, <laughs> but still fun, which also makes it easier to navigate. If you're just flicking through and you see the hot dog page, it's probably going to be about penises or blowjobs or something like that. Um, and yeah, uh, Sex worker culture is just that. It's a culture. Um, and being able to sort of have freedom to represent that is is really amazing. It's definitely very liberating as someone who's worked in other forms of health promotion to be able to have some fun. Well, I, I was going to say around don't let it look like or try and avoid it looking like a New South Wales health promotion, you know, piece of material. Um, you were saying that, <clears throat> I suppose, for sex workers, uh, if you're making health promotion... Uh, content you want to lean maybe more into the comedy side of things. Um, have you seen, I guess, broader changes within the sex worker space or potentially queer health space um, in sexual health promotion? Um, have you seen much of a shift or has much more of the mainstream stuff kind of stuck to that New South Wales health vibe, I, I suppose? So I've only been with Scarlet for 18 months, so that's not necessarily the biggest uh, sample size. But what I have noticed is the difference between working in other health promotion, working in sex worker promotion, and also seeing health promotion directed at sex workers from non-sex worker or only partial sex worker um, funded and organized uh, groups. And there really is that difference in tone. And we talk a lot about like authority in health promotion and I think part of promoting to sex workers is not taking that hierarchical approach and taking more of a skill share knowledge share lateral approach and that's such a huge part of how we approach everything we do um I think across the board there's tends to be a bit of a lean that sex workers are women servicing men <laughs> and there's space for some gender diversity within that, but we have a much broader understanding of gender now than we did in the 90s. <laughs> and I think the parts and practices approach is a really great step in the right direction to um, acknowledge the diversity of not only sex workers, but humanity. Yeah, because, you know, obviously there's lots of different services and lots of, um, like you said, diverse experiences and, and people who are sex workers. Here on WoWOL, you're with Jack and Jacinta, and we're speaking with Alex James from Scarlet Alliance about the work bag and a lot of other uh, health promotion, health resources uh, that uh, 
sex workers use, but also just people use. Uh, Stick with us. We've got more coming up in just a moment. Sexual health, mental health, and the overall well-being of our LGBTIQ communities. You're listening to Well, Well, Well. You're here on Well, Well, Well with Jacinta and Jack, and we are continuing the conversation with Alex James from Scarlet Alliance, talking about the work bag resource for sex workers and having a chat about the LGBTIQ plus women's health conference. How do you see the the queerness or um, I guess the non-hetero um, approaches to this kind of community sex worker, sexual health promotion uh, how it could be applied um, and used for sexual health promotion to the wider population. Like, are there things that people should be more aware of that sex workers have been doing forever? Absolutely. So across the board, sex workers often know more about sexual health and have better sexual health outcomes than the general population because there has been such a strong grassroots movement for such a long time. Um, one, I think in general, and some people are getting across this, you can't be paternalistic about sexual health information. It's, it feels weird. (laughs) Uh, and I think with queer stuff as well, it feels inauthentic and people aren't going to connect with that if it feels like someone who doesn't understand those things is trying to relate to you in a hello fellow kids kind of way. (laughs) Um, I think the sex worker health promotion focuses so much on bodily autonomy. One of the main issues with non-sex worker health resources is they get to a point and they just say, just don't do it. Even if they're really sex positive. Yeah. They'll just say if someone has a rash or if someone has a something, don't just don't do it. But because we live in a capitalist hellscape, (laughs) but also because we're adults who can make informed choices about our bodies. There are ways to work around that. If you have the correct information and you're made aware of the risks and you're given evidence-based ways to reduce the harm, potential harm, then you can actually, you can find workarounds. And I think that applies to other populations as well. Just because you just got diagnosed with chlamydia and you're trying to have some chill time. There are other ways to experience pleasure um, and share pleasure with people in connection. Uh, And you don't have to be getting paid to benefit from that information. Also, just in terms of finding sexual health information, being able to look up what you can get from giving a blowjob without a condom is really valuable. It's like I said, it's a lot of work to get here. So I get why it hasn't been done before, but that information, especially the extent to which we've done it <clears throat> with consultation from a really wide range of uh, stakeholders and uh, like overseen by clinical professionals who we have really healthy relationships with. Uh, and have either some or quite extensive knowledge of sex worker health dif- uh, differences in our health challenges uh, means that we're able to provide that information and be confident that at the time of writing, <laughs> it is it is helpful and accurate. 
there's nothing like having to uh, ask highly respected sexual health clinicians whether you, uh, you can get STIs from using spit as lube. Fair. Um, you spoke about, I, I suppose, the road to WorkBag, consulting with, you know, a range of stakeholders, clinical professionals, um, and obviously having the resource in a number of languages. Can you speak to what the reception of the resource has been for, um, from, you know, obviously sex workers, but also if you've seen um, people outside of the sex worker community uh, use the resource in ways that maybe you hadn't anticipated? What have you heard from people about uh, that have used the work bag? So the feedback we have got has been amazing. Nothing in, in health promotion is ever going to work for everyone. Uh, so we can't be as arrogant to be like, it's perfect. But people have really responded to this approach, and especially because there has been such high community demand. Uh, because it was intended to be a poster and not a 40-page book, uh, the print run hasn't been as extensive as we would love, but we're in the process of expanding that literally as we speak. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get it out into the world. But when we've shared it with uh, sexual health from, uh, specialists or peer outreach workers or sex workers in the community, there really has been that recognition that this is kind of huge, <laughs> uh, which is very, very rewarding and I think bodes well. I think when you've got a couple of minutes between walking into a room with a client, seeing something and then having to make a snap decision, that could literally make the difference between rent. Uh, having information that is super easily accessible in such a short time frame is vital. And uh, I'm excited that we're able to facilitate that. Yeah, it's it's an incredible resource. And um, yeah, the other resources that Scarlet Alliance also have uh, with the Red Book Online, um, it's, it's, you know, a really empowering and important resource for people to have on hand and to be able to look at and understand really quickly and, um, you know, with that sense of relevance and connection as well. Um, just quickly, what, what kind of other resources does Scarlet Alliance have available for sex workers that they can also find along with the work bag on your website? So we obviously have the Red Book Online. We're very excited. We're do like I mentioned earlier, we're doing a ground up rebuild. We've been rewriting the content over the last 18 months and we're in the actually building the website. We're planning to launch it in November, which I'm very excited about. The current website could use some technical upgrades and it's gonna be beautiful and shiny. But the information there, a lot of it's been updated um, and it's always there for people to access. We also have Workbag and Clapback, the other resource, which you can get through your state level member orgs, um, which you can find links to on the Red Book and the Scarlet Alliance website uh, and more on the way. We are going to have Workbag online when the new website launches, hopefully in a fun interactive format where you can click through, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but also the Scarlet Alliance website in general has really amazing resources about like the laws about sex work in each state because they vary wildly and some of them get very weirdly specific and it's important to be across that in your state 
It's also, as non-sex workers, I think it's really interesting as allies to understand the challenges those legislative uh, frameworks create, including for health promotion. We're really lucky roughly across Australia, South Australia, a bit dicey, uh, that we can produce these sort of resources because in criminalised jurisdictions, things like this could be used as evidence um, <laughs> to put you in prison <laughs> for stuff that other adults can do for free and that's fine. But uh, we're very lucky to be in a, somewhere that facilitates that kind of interaction. Uh, but there's legal stuff that's really interesting. There's great resources for migrant sex workers, including um, resources on what to do if police or immigration or taxation people show up at your workplace. Uh, and just in general, news stories, position statements, research papers, you can really nerd out <laughs> uh, and find the information you need, both as a sex worker and an ally. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about the work bag. And we're really looking forward to your presentation at the LGBTIQ plus women's health conference here in October. And yeah, if, if listeners want to check out Scarlet Alliance um, and the Red Book online, where can they head to? Absolutely. So you can uh, jump on scarletalliance.org.au. Currently, the Red Book online resource is redbook.scarletalliance.org.au hopefully we'll get something we'll fix that soon but you can access it through the main scarlet site if you google scarlet alliance red book it'll be in there somewhere if you google just red book you'll learn about cars <laughs> <laughs> but redbook.scarletalliance.org scarletalliance.org.au um that's how to find us and if anyone has follow-up uh you can contact me via those pathways and I'm happy to send out PDFs and answer questions and that kind of thing. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us from uh, Scarlet Alliance. Alex, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.